Welcome to Automation Notes, brought to you by Doc Digitizer. The Automation Notes podcast is a collection of new and inspiring insights about intelligent automation. We will discuss with the world's leading intelligent automation minds the most recent trends, success stories, and promising projects in the intelligent automation space. But before we dive into today's show, if you want to take your automation projects to an all-new level, leveraging critical data locked in your documents, photos, or emails, visit DocDigitizer.com and find out how you can deploy the world's most reliable intelligent document processing platform in less than one day. Thanks to its proprietary technology, using the most advanced AI breakthroughs in cognitive automation, natural language processing, and a built-in expertly designed human in the loop, Doc Digitizer offers the world's first all-inclusive intelligent document processing platform. They also offer unusual features like handwrite support, complex table data extraction, fraud detection, and out-of-the-box integration with UiPath, BluePrism, Automation Anywhere, and many other automation tools. So stop spending months getting data sets and training models to deploy an IDP tool and then end up with costly human-in-the-loop data validation on every single document. But don't just take my word for it. Take the word of leading global 2,000 organizations, all loving and using Doc Digitizer to unlock hyper-automation over complex and unstructured mission-critical processes. Head over to DocDigitizer.com and start your all-inclusive IDP journey. But it is now time for one more incredible Automation Notes show. Hello and welcome to our show. My name is John Fernandes, founder and CEO of Doc Digitizer, and I will be your host for today's episode of Automation Notes. Today we have as our guest Jonathan from Roth Automation, and this is a, a very special episode because uh, unlike the, all, all the previous episodes where we covered RPA and intelligent automation as a whole, uh, today's episodes will be very target on intelligent document processing, which is a very uh, close field to what Doc Digitizer does. So, uh, uh, first of all, hi, Jonathan, and thanks for being on our show. Uh, well, hi, Jao. Uh, it's a pleasure being here, and um, thank you for inviting me. Fantastic. Can you share with uh, our audience who you are and what you guys do at Roth Automation? Sure. So uh, my name again is Jonathan Roth, and I've been in the document management and or document capture industry for 35 years. Uh, and uh, it's although it's been quite a transition from when I started in the 80s until now, uh, the 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 Roth Automation as a team uh, provides automation technology and automation solutions to our customers. And very specifically, as you mentioned, around document automation and intelligent document processing. Fantastic. Uh, I think most people believe uh, that intelligent automation is something new. Uh, it's a new space. But I know, and, and you mentioned that you have been working uh, with automation technologies and document automation for quite some time. Um, so how, 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 did this, how did you enter this space uh, in, in the first place? And uh, how was automation 
seen back in the days, back in the 80s? So um, I got, I, I originally got into this market, um, this technology by through microfilm, believe it or not, um, through what was called back in the 80s, a Kodak broker. And we captured documents to microfilm, and then we automated over time, over several years. Um, that became automated through computer-assisted retrieval of images from microfilm. So that's where it all started, but it then quickly progressed into scanning in the early 90s. And that right around the mid-90s is when I had my first introduction into document automation or OCR, which is a, a strong component of document automation or intelligent document processing. And it was a opportunity at a company called Dean Witter, which is no longer around. It's no longer a company, but we were um, commissioned to stand up an OCR system. And back in, back in those days, the OCR was almost primarily for structured form processing, meaning that the data always had to be in the same place so that the OCR engine would know where to find it. Um, so those are the early days, and that was my first introduction in the mid-90s. So in my opinion, document automation and OCR technology began many, many decades ago and is now maturing. And um, I think progressing at a exponential rate at this point. And, and, and this links to my next question. What were the main breakthroughs uh on on this on this space on the recent years because you mentioned that OCR is is it's like a very whole technology uh, uh, going back to, to the 19s uh, and and what is really is 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 that is is IDP that different from from OCR from this legacy technology what what were the breakthroughs in your opinion um, so IDP is really a combination of several different technologies, uh, OCR being one of them and OCR being, in my opinion, the most important because it gets to data, the unstructured data or data that's locked in documents that are valuable to a business that they don't otherwise have um, at their exposure. Um, or So they basically, OCR started with, as I mentioned, structured documents and the data always having to be in the same place on every document in order for the engine to find it. Some of the advances along the way were first in semi-structured documents and then in unstructured documents. And um, OCR started using key values to, to, um, to keys to find specific values like um, or labels on documents. So in semi-structured environments and then in unstructured environments, Early unstructured OCR was involved a lot of scripting potentially to find and identify context around the data you wanted to extract. Um, and then today, when I say it's kind of exploding or growing exponentially in the last several years, and I think mostly because of the explosion of RPA, OCR, all of a sudden RPA vendors and, and a lot of companies who were embracing RPA started to realize how valuable or important OCR was in that process for document automation and getting to that unstructured data. So today, although I believe AI technology and machine learning technology have been used for years in intelligent document processing in 
classifying documents based on their topology or their content. Uh, so there are certainly technologies that have been around for years that are somehow becoming predominant today. Uh, but the uh, combination of identifying OCR as, as being valuable to unlocking that unstructured content and including it or, or integrating it to a workflow or process orchestration layer that allows you to, once you have that data, to move it along and either execute transactions or move it to knowledge workers or move it to another activity in the business process. Uh, so I think that the combination of OCR and its growth and the integration to process orchestration and then the, in, the um, integration of RPA into that process, the combined technologies offered a very strong intelligent document processing solution. And, and, and do you think, uh, uh, because you mentioned structure uh, or, or, or structure forms, semi-structured documents and unstructured documents, do you think that the underlying problem that uh, this kind of technologies solve or address, did that problem change from the 90s to, the, to, to, to nowadays? Is the problem different or is just a matter of having better technology to, 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 to deploy and get better results on, on, on the problem? So I think the business need or the business requirement has always existed. Um, you know, in, back in the day, it was just throw a lot of bodies at it and have someone key that data off of a document and put it into a line of business application. And I think that early on, OCR was embraced, but it was limited in what it could do because it required a structured form. Uh, and yeah, there were some very strong use cases like medical claims processing. Uh, that, that one very specifically was one of the pre most predominant use cases for early OCR But I think a combination of some advancements in technology, as well as awareness of the, of the um, business community, of the capabilities to, of getting to that unstructured content, that they, as extreme value to, to many different organizations on so many different levels. So, uh, you know, I think there's been a slow progression. I, you know, for instance, I'll, I'll say that moving from structured to semi-structured, was a huge step in itself in that all of a sudden invoice processing became possible. And because invoice processing is a semi-structured document, it's always the same data we want to extract, but it's in a different place. So how do we find that data? We use labels, we use key values to, to locate and, and search for that data. Um, and, and invoice processing became a huge opportunity in intelligent document processing. So, you know, we made the stride from structured to semi-structured, and we were beginning to make the stride, stride unstructured when RPA kind of exploded and everybody started talking about automation and, and all these new AI vendors started to pop up. And it's great technology. It's great stuff. I think it still needs time to mature. I think that it requires a lot of resources today and still requires quite a bit of training of the model. Uh, although they're all trying to get to what's called zero shot to be able to train on one specific sample. Uh, I don't see that happening yet, but um, I think that's what's moving us more into some greater possibilities from an unstructured content perspective. And 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 for the people that are not uh, really familiar with this uh, unstructured data challenge, uh, because I, I think it's, it's in a way... Uh, 
counterintuitive because uh, when I started a Doc Digitizer, I, I I recall thinking that everything is now digital. Uh, uh, every uh, exchange of information is now done through digital channels. So why is this still a problem? Why why can't we have access to data? Uh, so for the people that uh, do not know this space and do not know this problem. How, how can you sum up the problem and 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 uh, demystify this this myth that by having all things in a digital format, the problem is solved? Um, well, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, probably thirty years ago. My, my employer at the time told me that it won't be long before we'll be paperless in this world. And, and I thought, oh, geez, what am I going to do? I sell scanners after all, right? So, um, well, there's still tons of paper out there. Uh, we, we, we know that for a fact. And yes, there's definitely a trend towards more digital documents and, and digital signing of documents. And, and actually, it was that wet signature that kept documents in the forefront for a very long time. Now, obviously, uh, electronic signature is becoming more predominant and more accepted in in um, business and in law, for that matter, as well. So um, I think that there, even with what we're finding is we have customers that have a mix of digital documents coming in as well as paper documents coming in, and we treat them the same. And we're still extracting the appropriate data from those digital documents that they need. So it becomes one process flow, one ingestion point, and everything pro everything flows through the same process. So we're, we're, we're extracting where we need to, and we're just, um, you know, uh, pulling the data, integrating to the image, the digital image at, at the same time. So, and, and by the way, once we get to that data, we can put it into a process flow. We can integrate to internal systems, line of business applications, third-party systems, external systems, ERP, whatever it may be. Exactly. Because data is, uh, is, is like, it's, it's, it's mandatory for digital transformation. So having access to data is, is critical. And uh, also, uh, we need also to, to share that having a digital file, a PDF, is not really structured data. It's just a, a document that can be read by a human, but most of the times cannot be ingested into a software without this data capture and 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 an idp tool um going going to going back to what you said about the challenges of of deploying idp uh, what do you think are the main requirements and challenges uh for companies that want to start an IDP project? Because I'm sure you you witness a lot of success and a lot of failures during your career. So what do you think are the, the best practices to kickstart uh, an IDP project? Um, well, I think that, uh, so I, I'd like to believe that they've been mostly successes over my 35-year career. Um, but yes, you're correct. There are always obstacles to success. Um, it's just a matter of how you address them and how you uh, handle it. So um, I, I would simply say that what we do is we focus on one particular use case. And what we do is 
we don't try and boil the ocean. We look at a particular use case. And if a company is really interested in automation and more specifically intelligent document processing or document automation, then we focus on one specific use case that where we can have success and we can have a win. And then we grow within the company and the, and the expands. So we like to position it as a platform for the enterprise. And we started off somewhere where we know we're going to have a success and the, and the customer. So it'd be a win-win for everybody. And then we grow it from there. Uh, and, and if you have a customer that is, I think the most important thing is the relationship and the support from both sides. Uh, so if you have a customer that isn't fully engaged and doesn't have the expertise on their side and doesn't support the effort effectively, you'll struggle with that implementation. So it's, it's very important that both sides, both the customer and the integrator have a strong relationship and understanding of what's required to make it a success. Do you think uh, you mentioned that uh, you, you start by choosing uh, a good, uh, well, let's say, uh, first or first process to start with. Do you have any framework uh, to, to choose among different processes? And uh, another question related to, to your comment. Do you think the maturity of customers uh, may impact the success of the project? Because uh, sometimes the, the customers don't have yet the maturity on this intelligent automation space. So, yeah, and so like in answer to your first question, um, we found that, I'll give you two examples. One was a large financial customer where it was their wealth management and they were looking to improve, their, uh, their, improve and make their process more efficient. And when we consulted with them in wealth management, there's probably half a dozen different use cases that allow themselves for automation. And immediately they wanted us to just look at everything as a whole. Here's wealth management, you know, let's, let's automate. And we said, no, nope, let's take a step back. Let's look at each one of these. Let's analyze them and understand, and then tackle them one at a time. Let's have a success here and the next and the next. And we very successfully rolled out a solution for wealth management, very large global financial cost customer, and we and and every business within wealth management was happy and automated and efficient. Another customer, we proposed a platform. We wanted to focus on one specific use case. They said, absolutely not. We know what we're doing. We're going to go after all this stuff. And and they didn't listen to what our direction. And they went off and kind of did their own thing. They hired some people, trained some people, and Eight months later, they didn't have one use case in production, and it was a total mess. And that's when they came back to us and said, okay, let's take a step back. Can you come back in and can you work us through this? So yeah. I'm a firm believer in, in not only you know, making a process, business process more efficient, but making the implementation process more efficient and making it efficient and successful for both parties, right? At the end of the day, I want a success. And the customer wants a success. So you want to just make sure you have the right process. And in answer to your second question, yes, no doubt about it. If the customer is um, mature and they've been investigating automation and understand the technology and can work with you on that and maybe even have a center of excellence, then yes, it's, it's for everybody's benefit and there's incredible things that you can do. Um, however, if you have the opposite 
and they have no knowledge or no expertise and they're green, uh, it's going to be a struggle. You're definitely going to struggle in that regard. And then they rely very heavily on your expertise. And at that point, you've got to have a pretty good understanding of whatever their business is. And so I, I you know, we work with customers who do both and the ones that have these, the, the team and the knowledge and the maturity uh, excel and do better. No question. Yeah. And, and I think, I think that the, the, the level of the average maturity of customers is, is really increasing a lot. Uh, and, and this was, uh, this was also very related with, with the, the RPA booming during the recent years. Uh, I is. think people are much more, uh, informed about, about this kind of solutions and their benefits and the best practice to implement them. But, but you mentioned also that, uh, IDP is booming and, and looking at the, the magic quadrant and and all these really nice frameworks you see uh, I, I, I would guess thousands of IDP vendors nowadays uh, with all different kinds of approaches so uh, I, I will assume that you know some of them and 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 probably work with some of them but can you share some some tips uh, or, or, or or guides how our audience, can choose among this wide range of options that are available in the market? Is there a, a recipe <laughs> that you can share? <laughs> a recipe. Um, so <laughs> I think, I think a, a vendor's experience and maturity in this market means a lot. And um, I think if you look at the magic quadrant uh, or any of those um studies, you'll see that the leaders in the upper quadrant are typically ones that have been around for quite some time, that have been working in this technology for years. And I think that they they have an upper hand because they continue to, um, well, first of all, they have the pockets, the deep pockets to acquire technologies, integrate technologies, and invest in, invest in technology. So um, I think two things, when, when, you know, what I like to believe from a customer perspective experience uh, goes a long way. If you're working with a vendor that is new and doesn't have experience, and, and, I've, and I've been through this, I've been where, you know, leading edge technology, great technology, young company, small company, limited resources, and an extremely painful implementation. So does it get there? Maybe eventually. So it really depends on the customer, their needs, but I always, I, I, I do believe in um, an experience and maturity. And I, I, this is also connected with the trend that, that came recently to this market, that is the M&A, M&A trend. So there are a lot of uh, uh, incumbents buying new startups and incorporate them into their, their offer which I think uh, benefits both because you have the experience there, the resources, but at the same time, they also speed up by incorporating uh, new ideas and new approaches uh, and, and increase their portfolio. So I, I, I would say that this kind of moves will, be, will stay in this market and will increase over time because it's impossible to have such a, a degree of, 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 of uh, offers uh, in, 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 in this space. Uh, one thing that, uh, one thing that surprised me, uh, 
uh, and I must confess because this is, was very recently, not sure if you know, but Gartner um, released a new hyper cycle. I think it was related with pu the public sector and uh, IDP was uh, on the dissolution uh, phase. Um, and I think this is also um, related with, the, with, with some failed expectations. So I, I, I ask you, I'm not sure if you, if you knew this, but do you think IDP is failing expectations? This kind of buzz is not uh, delivering? So I would say that, and that goes back to what I was just talking about, maturity and experience. And I think that, yes, I believe that customers are losing some faith. And I think that's because they engaged with an RPA vendor that had no clue about intelligent document processing or document automation. RPA is a data automation tool and it's been around for 15 to 20 years. It's not new and it's not exciting. It's just a bunch of code. And some companies went ahead and put a nice GUI on front of, in front of that code, made it nice and easy to, do, to pull it all together and they went to market with it. And somehow or another it exploded. And when it exploded, And these companies thought, oh, automation, it's the way to go. I'm going to call UiPath. I'm going to call automation anywhere. And they're going to automate everything for me. And what everybody realized pretty quickly is that they don't have all the answers. And they didn't have the technology to automate most of what companies want to automate. And that's because I think the number is somewhere around 70% of, of the data that they want is unstructured and locked in documents. And these RPA vendors all of a sudden were scrambling for integration to a third-party OCR product or trying to develop something on their own and then maybe even trying to put a process orchestration layer in or work with a workflow company and so on and so forth. And I think what they did is they went out there and fell on their face. And I think that they left a pretty bad taste in, in with some customers and some large customers, like how much money we invested in these guys and we got nothing. We have, uh, I can't tell you how many customers I spoke to, like, oh, we've already invested tons of money and it doesn't work. Well, it does work if you do it right and if you know the technology and you know how to implement it. And that goes back to what I said earlier about experience and maturity. So, yes, I think the industry has taken a hit because of RPA. And I think that as the dust settles, the IDP vendors, those that are mature, that know this space will survive and will continue to grow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What do you, do you say are the most uh, common pitfalls that you see uh, companies take uh, when when they are implementing an IDP? I think you touched some of them, but but so one of the biggest one of the ones that we've run into that causes um, some difficulty and struggles is access to personal information. So, you know, there's highly regulated industries in finance and insurance and healthcare, and a lot of their documents contain personal information. And it requires, because of all the compliance and regulations, it requires just extremely high levels of security access in order to be exposed to that information. And We have, as a company in the past, we've gotten to some very high levels of security clearance and yet still struggle to be able to have exposure to that information, which means that when you're developing OCR, 
and you're training a system on how to find the data and you're working with samples that have dummy data and they're not real samples, at the end of the day, when you put that into production or actually into test, you'll and they start running real samples through, there'll be work because it wasn't developed a, a, um, around real samples and real data. So I think that is an obstacle uh, that requires a lot of experience and a lot of um, maturity to to implement properly and deal with properly. And I think that a lot of companies, as a matter of fact, I, I recently spoke at a banking event. And um, after, after I spoke, one of the bankers came up to me and asked me, he says, how do you guys deal with personal information? I said, well, what do you mean? So well, we have a vendor, we have an RPA vendor, and we we can't give them clearance and they don't know how to develop. And I said, that's one of the challenges in this industry is how do you develop an RPA, a, a, a robot against to automate data that you don't have security clearance uh, yeah. to see? So I think that's the biggest obstacle. I think it's one that the industry's got to deal with. And I think it's one that that individual vendors and integrators have to deal with. I think that 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 pitfall is very related also uh, with the with, with the pre-trained models that most vendors uh, sell because sometimes uh, these pre-trained models are sold as the silver bullet uh, where you don't need to do any tweaking, but then you realize that you do not know uh, what was the the data set to train those models and you and you once you deploy them. You realize that your particular documents, although they are, I don't know, invoices or, or other document types, they are not really the the types of documents uh, that were used to train that pre-trained model. So um, uh, uh, that is also a challenge because sometimes uh, vendors sell uh, these things very easily, uh, but but they're they're a disconnect there once you deploy and, and use your own documents, use real documents. Um, I agree. Uh, I think we, we, we are coming to the, the end of the episode, but I, I would like to challenge you to, uh -oh. think, <laughs> to, think, to think five years ahead uh, and in a world where everything is connected via APIs and therefore information is uh, more structured, how do you see IDP and, and intelligent automation five years from now? Uh, so believe it or not, I still believe there'll be a lot of documents involved. I don't think paper is going to go away. Um, you know, so I had a customer who decided to um, not implement certain technologies for their invoice processing uh, because they're going to move to EDI. <laughs> famous, famous last words famous last words I, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard that uh, and it, it, yeah it's a great it's a it's a goal um, but it's 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 not easily accomplished um, it's expensive and takes time and not every vendor is going to comply but in addition to that I still think that there's going to be paper documents and even if there aren't if things become more digital it's still you, you still want that process orchestration you still want that integration and, and if you can provide a solution that can migrate with the technology or, um, or mod modify itself with the technology and still provide that efficient process and efficient um, movement of data and the business process, 
Uh, I think it still will be a um, you know workflow, RPA, uh, and some amount of OCR will still always be there, even in five years or ten years, even I believe. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's 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 a matter of of translating between humans and and machines. So uh, when we talk about unstructured information, we are talking about information that was designed to be read by humans. So uh, this can be everything, uh, and and making it into a structured format that the software can understand. I think that problem problem will prevail and and be there uh, from from. In, on the next years, um, very good. I know that you have a podcast um, mm. that is is like uh, starting, I think, but uh, which is amazing. And I I love all always to ask our our guests to to recommend something for our audience to to have a look. But in this case, I will ask you if you can share some more details about your your podcast because. Uh, uh, I think it would be a very nice uh, recommendation for, for, for our audience to, to check. Well, I appreciate that very much. Uh, the name of the podcast is The Process Teller, and it is targeted as a niche market targeted towards bankers and banking, uh, specifically in banking automation. And more, even more Importantly, it's targeted towards the kind of mid-markets in the banking world. Uh, we've, we've historically moved in some very large global banks and, and still do. Uh, they have resources. They have teams. They have a center of excellence. Uh, the smaller banks, the mid-market banks, don't necessarily have those resources. And we're just trying to educate them. But they them. still have the, the same challenge. In, they in do. Case, right? They absolutely do. And if they want to remain competitive, they want they they know they need to to take advantage and of automation. And they just haven't had the resources in the past to do that. So we're trying to educate them on the technology and on the ability to um, implement at a lower cost in, in the smaller and mid-market banks. So that's our goal. It, we, I think there's been two or three episodes so far only. We're kind of just getting started on it, but it is exciting for us. And We do because of our history. We've got a very strong history in banking and financial services. And so we're continuing to work in that market. Fantastic. And it's available on, on uh, Spotify. Uh, all the channels, know? I believe. All the channels. Okay, yeah. fantastic. So so guys, look around, subscribe and, and hear this, this amazing podcast. What is next for you and for uh, and, and Roth Automation? And now can our audience reach out to you and contact you uh, to, to enroll uh, in some projects? So, yeah, we are, we are still uh, very much document automation focused uh, as we have been for, uh, you know, Roth Automation as a company is just about two years old, but I ran a company for 15 years before that. And I was been in the industry for 35 years. The team is very, Mature. Um, it's a group that have been together uh, for for many many years. We've got a lot of experience in OCR and document processing, and that's that'll continue to be where we focus. Although we are leaning more into RPA these days, doing some work in um, data automation as well, uh, and we're doing some things around hosting as in, in Azure uh, for our customers. So you know things are growing, things are changing. Uh, but our focus still remains on document processing and and um, document automation. So 
we'd love to, um, you know, love to hear from customers and have opportunities. Fantastic. Uh, through your uh, site and probably LinkedIn, I, I know that you uh, are very active. You guys are very active in, in, in LinkedIn. So uh, please, are. I am. please follow and subscribe. And, and yeah, follow Jonathan. Uh, That'd be amazing, great. amazing content. Jonathan, uh, I also think this episode was really a pleasure to me. This is a, a, a field and a space that I love very much. Uh, so thank you. thanks again for, for chatting with me and for being on our show. It's my pleasure and thank you very much for having me. I've been your host, João Fernandes, and this has been Automation Notes. See you next time. What a fantastic show. So many incredible takeaways. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to stay updated with the most recent intelligent automation trends, success stories, and promising projects, please subscribe to Automation Notes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and YouTube. You can find the links in the subscription. We release a new episode every two weeks. But before we leave you today, if you want to take your automation projects to an all-new level, Leveraging critical data locked in your documents, photos, or emails, visit docdigitizer.com and find out how you can deploy the world's most reliable intelligent document processing platform in less than one day. You can get 100% accurate data from nearly any document with close to zero setup and a full pay-per-use model, all into a single API call. Whether you are looking to process a simple invoice, streamline your customer onboarding journey or get data from your legal contracts, Doc Digitizer will be your trusted IDP partner. Doc Digitizer offers an all-in-one, fully managed API, making intelligent document processing truly easy. But don't just take my word for it. Take the word of leading global 2,000 organizations, all loving and using Doc Digitizer to unlock hyper-automation over complex and unstructured mission-critical processes. Doc Digitizer is helping companies across multiple industries to reach their full potential through data by empowering their digital transformation, drive operational efficiency and human productivity, unlocking the power of their data. Head over to docdigitizer.com and start your all-inclusive IDP journey. Use the code AUTOMATIONNOTES10 and get 10% discount on any Doc Digitizer subscription. See you next time. Thank you.